Hello and welcome everyone to episode 40 of One Piece at a Time, the One Piece read-through podcast where we read and discuss five chapters of the One Piece manga each and every week. I'm your host, Derek Bittner, and I'm joined by my wonderful co-host and freelance letterer at Shonen Jump, Brandon Bovia. How are you doing, Brandon? Ah, I'm doing pretty good. Uh, as everybody knows, I'm the English letterer of manga, like Dragon Ball Super and Gaijin Number 8. Uh, yeah, not much else to really say this time. I'm ready to just <laughs> dive right into the set of chapters. I yeah, I think that's the big thing. Is this 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 is a good set of chapters? <laughs> like, oh yeah, <laughs> holy crap! Like, and I forgot. I like probably like eighty percent of it. Yeah, we're we're in the end game now. And what a way to bring in uh, bring ourselves into chapter two hundred and getting that big two zero zero. I'm so happy. A lot of fun there. And yeah, let's not waste any more time and get into chapter one hundred and ninety six. One, which seems a little superfluous to call it one after Mr. One has already been pretty soundly defeated. But eh, yeah, well, because it's funny. I mentioned last episode that I went back and, you know, watched the anime version of this fight. And like mm-hmm. the only scene of it's like the very end. It's like two pages of Zoro and Mr. One. And the the anime did the smart thing and just moved that to the end of the fight. And the yeah, end of the episode It's just like, yeah, that. That makes sense. Yeah, that's a, that's a bit smarter. We get another one of these wonderful titles for Hachi. Yes. Where it's a shadow draws near Hachi who saves someone who had been eaten by a fish who had also almost been eaten by a fish. <laughs> I love <laughs> totally. these long, dumb sentences, but... They're so great. Hard to say what's going on. Hachi's getting thanked by this mermaid while uh, I forget the, the the other guy's name. The starfish's name is seems a little concerned He's... about this shadow. Yeah. Mm. So I, I, it took me a second to find it. Like it, you, you see a little like a little like shadow shape with the background with a little sparkle. Like something, something's coming. Yeah, there's something there, but we we don't know what it is. I don't even. I can't even remember what knocked out the seaboard though. That's the thing. <laughs> <laughs> no biggie. But we'll, we'll get into that as uh, we go on. But last we left off with the whole thing going on at the palace. Chaka was getting ready to throw down with uh, Crocodile because he's just had enough. Yep. But all of a sudden, somebody's like, nope, wait. And uh, we <laughs> got these gu- these guys coming come in called the Kicking Claw Force. So I'll be real. It has been about a week between the time I read these chapters and us recording this podcast. I completely forgot about the Kicking Claw Force, which just goes to show how, how kind of relevant that they are. Yeah, they, they really don't play a role. Like, they, like, right off the bat, I'm like, I don't remember these guys at all, but I, you know, there's yeah. obviously a reason for that. Although I did get a kick out of it that the last one shown mm-hmm. kind of looks like Van, I forget his name, Van Halen or something like Van something from um, Dexter's Lab. That, yeah, that, those super I, friends. I, he looks like it, that yeah. guy. <laughs> yeah, I see it. I love that, but otherwise, like we get these, we do get this beginning of these very strange body types. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it's sort of. They're very strange, but I think this is some good, like, character design 101 stuff where mm. uh, people, you know, they always say, like, you have to make sure that a character is recognizable by their silhouette. And these are some bizarre silhouettes. Yeah. Like, Oda is just kind of going all in on the crazy shapes and proportions. And it, as we see, you know, these characters amount to a whole lot of nothing. But the fact that so much effort even went into these guys... Is I, I I appreciate that. There's a reason we don't really remember these guys because you know Crocodile is just like oh go home and it's like and, and Chuck is freaking out because they have these marks. Uh, don't tell me you, you know and they all attack and he just you know, Crocodile avoids and Chaka reveals to us in order to achieve temporary superpowers they drink a lethal potion. 
the Fatal Fuel, which is honestly a great name. Yeah. But they only have a few minutes to live and they can't be saved. Which seems like a bad time to learn that they can't hit Crocodile. Yeah, yeah. I, I, they all attempted to attack him, and he. I, did they forget he's a Saiyan Sandman? Like, what? Did, what was the plan here? Like, I, they, I just they think they didn't know? know somehow. And apparently, Choc, uh, Crocodile suspected as much. Although I wonder if he just learned this because Chaka said said something. And yeah. <laughs> but you know they they have this thing. It was like you know he has to feel the wrath of Alabast and all the things he's done. They go to attack him. And I, I gotta give props to Crocodile. He's like, I don't need to fight you. <laughs> yeah, they, like they're on the clock. <laughs> what? Yeah. He's just yeah. What purpose would fighting you have? You know, let alone the fact that they can't hit him in the first place. So he's he just sort of like remanifests at the top of the castle, and he's just like, I'm a chill, and uh, you guys are gonna die. <laughs> yeah, he's like, if you're gonna die anyway, why should I bother to fight? And it it, it definitely upsets Chaka because it's like can't even give them a warrior's death, and. Yep. Honestly, it doesn't seem to last that long because they just conk out pretty quickly afterwards. On on the one hand, man, that like that's sad and it sucks for them, but also just like, yeah, you should have done your research. Yeah, it's it's <laughs> darkly humorous because it's like they came up, they 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 showed up, and then they died. <laughs> yeah, it's just kind of like leave it to us, and then uh, oh, uh, sorry yeah. you guys. Yeah. But it it definitely gets Chaka going though because we we see that he actually has a devil fruit, he has yeah. the mutt mutt fruit jackal model, and he attempts to, to, to take him out and which is a, I gotta say great design like oh yeah he looks looks awesome, awesome. <laughs> yeah but you can just see how crocodile is just unconcerned is like oh you're gonna yeah. die for your king too and just leaves it at that yeah before we uh switch over to the next scene i, I gotta point out because uh, i think it took me until this point to realize i think what oda is doing for like the uh the sand effects on crocodile which i always thought were like really cool and really well done mm-hmm. i'm pretty sure this isn't just like some screen tone effect that you can slap on because it, it it looks uniquely drawn for every frame that he's in. Yeah, yeah. So I think what he did is a technique called uh, stippling, which is just you are literally putting down dots on the page with your pen at like different levels of concentration to get this sort of like fading in and fading out effect. And it just like that. I want to point out that that is a lot of effort. <laughs> it's done so naturally that you don't even think exactly. about it, but it looks like when you think about it, it's like, holy crap, He's do- he was doing this yeah. on a week-to-week basis. And, of course, he, he has, like, assistants and stuff, but even even on a weekly manga schedule, I think seeing effects like this and sort of taking a step back and going, like, wait, like, somebody had to draw that by hand. <laughs> it's, it's it's really impressive. Like, wow. like, you can see his scars fading out, like, yeah, going yeah, with the like sand. There, like, there's a lot of attention to detail with, with uh, crocodile sand effects, and I, I just think they're really awesome. That, that is pretty cool. But yeah, as you mentioned, we the reason we got our t- title of one is just because of this two-page scene with Zoro and him where yeah. Mr. One's just saying, oh, you've actually improved. And he's like, what are you going to do? Cut through diamonds? Like, nah, it'd be a waste. And he just passes <laughs> out. It's a, it's a cool end of the fight. It's a nice little last exchange. Yeah. And they, they both kind of just keel over though where with mm. Zora wondering about the others it's just nice little transition back to the rest who have su- uh, succeeded in regrouping we get these silly scenes I, I guess flashbacks where I didn't even realize there were flashbacks at first because Usopp was like yeah you're pairing me up with the camel 
You drew, you drew the short straw. <laughs> yeah, hey. Hmm. Uh, Sanji's like, I only rescue women. <laughs> yeah. Usopp's upset because Miss Merry Christmas had said Luffy was dead. He's like, no, this can't be it. And he's like, nah, you, you don't believe that. And it's like, no, of course I don't believe that. If this, I believe that sort of stupid thing. Yeah. Of course, it's a it's a very uh, shonen manga kind of thing. But I, I just, you know, the, Sanji believing in Luffy, keeping the faith. Like, he could, he could never be dead. Exactly. And... Really, it's just sort of a lot of regrouping where we flashback to their initial plans of how, how they'll get together and then all agreeing that after their fights, they'd regroup at the palace. So, uh, you know, that that's kind of yeah. cool. Yeah, they, they kind of they, they all went their separate ways and are sort of naturally finding themselves back at the same point. <laughs> Zoro's kind of passed out on the ground. <laughs> As he does. So, yeah, th- th- we got our goal here. It's like all of them are coming back and getting together and are going to meet up at the palace, which seems like a good thing considering that's where Crocodile and All Sunday are. Because yep. it is not going well for Chaka. <laughs> <laughs> I do love oh, that you have that, like, that panel at the bottom of the page of Vivi, you know, crying out. And then... Like, the reminder that all of this is happening while uh, King Cobra is just pinned to the wall. And he seems more pained by Chaka getting stabbed and yeah. everybody dying for him than mm. his actual wounds. And I gotta say, when I saw like the, this whole thing of Vivi and she's like, huh? I mm-hmm. forgot who that was because I, I thought it was Luffy. <laughs> it's yeah, like, oh, wow, yeah. Luffy's here. That's, that's kind of cool. Uh, as we'll discover, it is not. But... Our t- literal ticking clock uh, is still going on because we got 25 minutes until the palace square explodes. Yeah, so. this is time's moving faster here than it is on Namek. That's for sure. Yeah, and <laughs> I, I, I think it's a it's a solid chapter. It again, shows just the deviousness of. Yeah, we're kind of. It's like we're. Crocodile. It feels like a transition chapter. We're kind of moving on to the next uh, the next kind of uh, part of the arc. Yeah, but it's still interesting because you got Crocodile just being a bastard. <laughs> yeah, pretty, like he, he, oh man, untouchable, like literally untouchable. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much. But uh, yeah, we got uh, SBS. I don't think there was anything, yeah, there's nothing major for this one. Eh, it doesn't matter. Let's get, keep going and get this exciting stuff as we get into chapter 197, The Leaders. And... We run into the macro fish man pirates. I love, I love this guy in the front with like the Popeye proportions on his arms. <laughs> yeah, we got Popeye proportions in the front, weird eyes on the right, and then this guy just looking like a mob boss in underwear on the yeah, left. Yeah, again, I just, Oda with these just bizarre throwaway designs. It, mm. it, it feels like nothing is ever truly throwaway, but with him, he will. He, he will design something in the strangest way for something that will only show up once. Yeah. And just this, the odd thing, they're underwater, but these guys are, like, the guy on the right is still wearing sneakers. Right. <laughs> like, ah, okay. It's like, sure. All right. Yeah. It's it's interesting that it's not a big guy. Like, they, they, like I was looking for huge shadows, but it's like, no, no, they're just normal size shadows. And you notice that in the yeah, previous no. one after realizing, like, oh, yeah, it's, it's just three fishmen. But they're just gangsters. Yeah, just... Just other fishman pirates, I guess, of a different oh. crew. Oh, I also I just noticed the tattoo on the guy in the uh, the front's chest. Uh, I'm just just gonna point that out for later. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Like, oh yeah yeah. I was like ah. Oh yeah, I I miss I completely missed that. <laughs> yeah yeah. We'll, we'll we'll get to that in like a year. <laughs> yeah. <Two years. laughs> Something like that. But yeah, it's it's not Luffy that showed up at the palace. Koza 
showed up, used the secret passage. I love that little bit that like he still remembers the, like the castle layout from when he was a kid, basically. Mm-hmm. That, that's pretty cool. And it's like, well, that's one way to convince him that he's been wrong this entire time. It's like, I came to reason with the yeah, army, yeah. but instead he sees palace guards all knocked out, Chaka's knocked out, Cobra's pinned. And it's like, oh, um, our hero is actually killing the king. This is not good. <laughs> yeah. And Crocodile doesn't even bother. He's like, ah, we're right he's in the middle. it up. It's like, yeah, good job. This war is nothing more than a lot of headless chickens flogging each other to death. And I, I love all Sundays. It's like, oh, are you confused? Just imagine the worst possible scenario. There you go. Yeah, basically. You've, you've been had, my friend. Uh-huh. And just those memories of trusting the king. Do you love this kingdom? And realizing, oh, crap. I've been wrong this entire time. Dang it. Oops. Dad's been right. <laughs> <laughs> and that's when, yeah, right off the bat, Crocodile admits it. Yep. All the crimes the rebels blamed on the king were traps set by my organization. While the royal family desperately tried to stop us, you all just tried to rile up against the king. Well done, you idiot. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, yeah. I I do love, well, like on the previous page before Crocodile even explains, it's like, I think it's Koza himself yelling out, like, who who stole the rain from the kingdom? And before Vivi has a chance to speak up, Crocodile is like, yeah, it was me. <laughs> <laughs> and it feels like, like, it feels appropriate that he's like, yeah, he can admit this at this point. He is. He has won. Yeah, he has won he at this blink. point. Everything has gone in his favor. His plan is going set forth. And yeah, it's. He's all set, but Chaka's still alive, and he Chaka's begging Koza, as well as the king is begging Koza, to go save as many people as possible. I didn't notice this the first time, because uh, Crocodile notices that um, Chaka is still alive, and then on the next page, you just see, like, that shunk. Oh, I missed that, too. Him. He stabs yeah. him again. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez, Crocodile. Oof, that's awful. But then we get this interesting scene of Vivi tackling Koza. You know, that square is going to be a battlefield. It's going to be blown up. It's like, it won't be a battlefield. You're still too rattled to think straight. If the Royal Army learns that the square is going to be blown up, chaos will reign, and we won't be able to stop the war, and it just will continue. Good thinking from Vivi on that one. Uh-huh. Like, the rebellion itself has to be stopped, and you are the only one that can do this, Koza. And... Yep. Crocodile, okay, you're actually messing with my plans this time. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, ah, uh, no. No, there's nothing happening. Chaka, after being stabbed twice, it's, yeah, back and blocking that hit, that's that's pretty cool. And that's, uh, how did he, like, I, I, I kind of function under the assumption that, like, Crocodile is probably pretty fast. He can just manifest himself in and out of sand. So the fact that like uh, Chaka got there before uh, to to block Crocodile is really impressive. Mm-hmm. And I haven't—I'll be honest—I haven't really thought much about Chaka. I mean, he's been fine, but he doesn't st- stood out. He, he's getting his way. time to shine. Yeah, this this time to shine is pretty cool. And you know, the extra little detail that it's the you know the guardian deity of Alabasta, the jackal. So it's pretty symbolic. He's like, he's just ready to fight one. Gives them the time to get away. We even learned that Koza learned from Chaka. So this is to give Chaka that little extra. Oh, a little extra bit of connection. Mm-hmm. Koza dashes off as we learn. You see the fighting breaking out and spreading through the capital and just everybody getting close to the palace. And they're calling out like, hey, raise the white flag of surrender right now, Royal Army. That's Vivi saying this. And then they see Koza. It's like, hey. I'm going to inform the rebel forces that this war was wrong. There's no reason to fight. Raise the white flag. I beg you. I will stop this war. 
and we see the rebels running in and get this wonderful moment of all the army standing with white white flags with Koza at the front. That's a really great visual, too. Yeah, it's yeah. very Les Miserables. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it just looks cool. But it's like, hey, the battle is over. Throw down your weapons, rebels. The royal army wants peace. And Vivi's watching on. It's like, there's a silence that settles over. It's like, are, are you sure? It's like, yes, the fighting is. And then he gets shot in the back four times. Poor Koza. And then you just, the, the, like, I feel like every time they do something nasty, the, the Baroque Works members, who they, they just got to flash that tattoo. Like, ah, <laughs> we gotcha. Yeah, we gotcha exactly. again. <laughs> and it's, it's like multiple members are like, yeah, we're putting a stop to this. That's why he got shot so many times. Yeah, yeah. And, it just, it, ah. Uh, uh, I, I saw that coming, but like, oof. <laughs> it's one of those things is like, honestly, the, the most effective with all the numbered members got things kicked off to for Crocodile's plans. But these millions and billions are doing their jobs, the like, are doing their work. Like they, they are they have kind of been more effective than the actual like high tiered numbered officers, which is in some ways. Funny. Yes, it's, it's like it. It finally shows just how much of a pain Baroque Works is because this crew is styled on him for a long time. But seeing the power of the, the these last numbered fights and then mm-hmm. these agents just disrupting things at all points, it really goes to show just how effective Crocodile's been at this at these at all this. But yeah, that brings us to I feel like the pages are a little messed up here. Chapter one hundred ninety eight. I don't actually know what it's properly called. Oh, uh, yeah, because it's like split weirdly. Yeah, it's like the one half of the pa- uh, the the cover is on chapter one ninety seven, and then the other part is on uh, chapter one ninety eight. So a little bit of formatting error there, but uh, oh well, chapter one ninety eight. Either way, yep. Koza getting shot in the back. <laughs> rip. <laughs> yep, rip. Also, little I love the little uh, artwork in there, just showing the panda mans in the crowd. <laughs> yeah, I I love that every time that they. Uh... I don't know about every time, but he certainly does get pointed out a lot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, and then you just get Koza falling, Vivi screaming, him thinking, please, Rebels, do not attack. I mean, uh, it, it, he's finally trying to do the right thing. <laughs> mm, finally learned his lesson, and the, the army is like, what are you doing? Why did you shoot him? And the, the Brooks work members still just like laughing with tears in his eyes. Like, geez. Yeah. And it just, it just everything and now there's like a sandstorm coming presumably Mm. because of crocodile and it's just like well things have gone from bad to worse yeah a a sandstorm kicks up and then the baroque's works member starts firing on the on the rebels so it's like oh yeah this is they've infiltrated both sides yeah and then there's no dirty rebels and then the the, the other side gets shot because of baroque works being infiltrated into both camps and it's just whoo <laughs> it is pure chaos it's like oh my god this has been this yeah. is so effective yeah all while the, it's just that one panel of like oh yeah you know the clock's ticking there's a, a bomb about to go off mm. or a, a cannon and it's just like ah uh, the, the 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 few people who know the truth can't do anything to stop it and then we just get that full page spread of the sandstorm kicked up over top while the two sides battle it out and it's what like, an incredible visual that I, is just really like, good oda's his dedication to like drawing out the this war that has been happening for the past several chapters mm-hmm. it's like he, he doesn't he doesn't skip out on the stuff like i i think the yeah. way that he 
goes all in on drawing the detail of like these two massive armies battling it out is just it's in, it's incredible to watch. Yeah, he's conveying that thing we only at first complained about because he stepped up like, OK, you're in here now. Here's these armies like because they're only, yeah. only giving us rough numbers. And yep. even just that overhead visual of Vivi looking down on all of them, it's just like, oh, my gosh. Yeah. And all of a sudden he's like, hey, you try you try, but they can't hear you. And Cobra's almost giving up. And he's just like, hey, run away, Vivi's like, you know, Crocodile, of course, admits to it's his storm. But Vivi's still not giving up hope. It's like, I can prevent the explosion and lessen the number of ca- casualties. And that actually ticks off Crocodile. I actually like that. That yeah, like, Crocodile's kind of had enough of this. Just like, I, your idealism makes me want to vomit. Yes. It's, he's, he's like, just, he's give sick of it. up. <laughs> I am tired of this. And only true power can actually have ideals. And it's like, no, I don't care what you think. I will never abandon my ideals. And a monster like you will never understand. I will save this. And it's just this just massive like whirlwind from the sandstorm and the ticking of the clock. And it's just, you know, you get this sense of just how upset he is by all of this. Yeah. <laughs> and it's only 15 minutes until the square is destroyed. And the rebels are still gathering. He finds a way to taunt her. It's like, hey, if you warned him, it might have caused a panic, but you could have saved the thousands of lives. But now that you, because you think you can save everyone, it's only going to result in the death of everyone. And th- those flashbacks to the dance powder, to Igarum, to Toto, it's just all the people that are down and dying or dead. <laughs> it's just, the chalk is on the floor. He's he, he just digging it in just, further and further. Yeah. Like he, yeah, he he's gloating. Like, yeah, you know, I I won. <laughs> yeah, it's it. Your kingdom is doomed. You can't save it. And he just, I love that he doesn't even drop it. He just turns his hand into sand. Yeah, like what a just, oh, just a complete. And and of course he's laughing it up while Vivi's falling. It just and uh. he he looks up at the sky, and sees a figure, and. I, we only have to see that one panel when we realize, like, oh, yep, <laughs> then, oh, you know, yeah. oh then the yeah. impossible, and to see Luffy come in just screaming crocodile, <laughs> it's one of those hype moments that even now you kind of get tears in your eyes. It's like, no, seriously, it's and like it, yes, yes. <laughs> it, it only it works so well because crocodile was he was driving it home for the past like five pages it's just like you lost this is this is the low point for this character mm-hmm. and when it is when you're at that lowest point that luffy comes in and is just just ready to make things right again you know and that's i i feel like we hit that point in every arc and it, it never gets old and, and, the, and the thing is it's it's not even so much they've hit their lowest point and they've given up because mm-hmm. you can sort of compare it to nami nami didn't give up she was just yeah. build up with frustration and that Vivi's similar in a similar way where things are at their lowest but she's still not giving yeah, up yeah yeah and her did, reward did not give up not even once is Luffy's yeah. back and yep I I oh that's so good yeah I, that d- dedicating a full spread yeah <laughs> I, I forgot to count how many chapters it's been but well over 20 chapters like I think it like in manga times mm-hmm. chapter to chapter probably a good four months since Luffy's appeared in the manga yeah, seriously, something like that, and yeah. oh, it's. I feel, so, I feel like so that kind that kind of patience in the storytelling from Oda it continues to pay off in in the ways like I feel like that 
does show a certain confidence to be able to be like, yeah, your main character is just out of commission and we're just like kind of not even non-factor, you know? And yeah. I, I think it is different to something because I, I feel like Dragon Ball does this a lot where like every every arc is kind of just like waiting for Goku to heal up and waiting for Goku to show up. And we, like, like, we all knew that Luffy was not dead, you know, and he Oda went out of his way to show us yeah. that he's not dead. But, like, the, the characters are still achieving things on their own while the main character is kind of out of commission. It, it doesn't feel the need to cut back to, here's what Luffy's up to, kind of like with yeah. uh, Goku yeah. in the oh, pod. Oh, he's on Snake Way, or you're like, oh, he's in the pod. <laughs> exactly. It's just, here's how it is. Another OB, uh, SBS, nothing... Too crazy. Although, although I do like how he makes a point of saying that Luffy and his crew are not citizens of any country, and I won't mm-hmm. make any conclusions about their ethnicity. Makes sense. Yeah, make it makes sense, and actually works very much in the favor of the live action One Piece Netflix mm-hmm. thing. Well, we'll see how that ends up. But I, I, I did find that pretty interesting. Like, there's, there's yeah. no nationality here. Yeah. Well, I mean, because these are all, like. There's an SBS way, way down the line where he describes, like, what the crew members would be if they existed in the real world. Oh. But, like, as far as, you know, the manga canon is, you know, like, they are not from, of course, like, One Piece is not any sort of, uh, based in any sort of real world location. So, of course, they wouldn't have any ethnicity that is tied to that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right. That brings us to chapter 199, Hope. And uh, <laughs> that's a good, good title. title. Yeah. Good title. As for Hachi, he's, it's, it, it is what it says. It's just a reunion with old comrades. It, it, honestly, yeah. it shows how big these guys are that they're towering yeah. <laughs> over Hachi. Like, geez. <laughs> Actually, mm, I will, I will hold that comment because I'm, I'm not sure if I should, uh, if it, I don't remember if it was something that was shown in the manga or not, but this makes sense. Oh, okay. I mean, yeah. The only thing I will say, the only thing I remember offhand from what mm-hmm. we've seen so far, is the the symbol there that we saw for the chest and the other one. It mentioned mm-hmm. that Arlong long ago had split off of some pirates, and I believe that's indicated. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. All right, so that got explained. So I there there is some there is some relationship here that I think if you if at this point in the story if you read between the lines I you you could, but it, it's pretty obfuscated. <laughs> yeah, it's like having yeah. to remember exactly what it is but yeah these seem to be the crewmates before they split off for with Arlong. yeah yeah and that, that makes me that's basically that exactly what it is it's a reunion with old comrades or just other pirates yeah. so there you go <laughs> indeed pretty cool but oh man getting into it and luffy and pell flying in and catching vivi holding yeah, her uh, close what as it's... they fly amongst the sandstorm like oh, it's so this, this feels like uh, it's mm. <laughs> it feels like something out of a movie almost of yeah. Just like that, just that, uh, you know, last minute save, you know, flying through the air. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. And it just, again, we get the breakdown. Vivi's frustration getting through there. It's like, there's no time. There's going to be a huge explosion in the square. Everyone will be killed. No one can hear my pleas. Alabast is. And all Luffy says is, don't worry. I can hear your voice. It's like, damn it, Luffy, Aww. you're so good at that. <laughs> <laughs> he's such an idiot, but he's so, uh, it just. <laughs> just wipe those tears right off that face. He just knows exactly what to say. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, it's so good. We get the the friends, you know, the, the rest of the crew is like, why am I carrying you? You're more, I'm more injured than you are. And it looks like <laughs> Zoro woke up and is carrying Nami now. And uh, <laughs> Pell says to, you know, be, be careful. And 
Hey, Luffy's all confident because he ate a lot of, a lot of meat and he's itching for a fight. There's no way he can lose now. So, that that stare down, just crocodile up up high on the wall. Like oh, we we, so we talked cool. long ago about how Captain Kuro would always look down on things, and this is the most yeah. advanced form of that. Just looking <laughs> yeah, down on all this yeah. whole thing, and the way that the cigar is getting chopped is like you can just yep. tell he is losing his patience. With oh, all of crocodile this. is pissed. <laughs> it is so good. <laughs> just asking, how'd you get out of the quicksand and? Hey, Chopper shows up as Luffy heads out and confirms to the entire crew that, yes, he is still alive as everybody reunites. Usopp, Chopper, Sanji, and here comes Nami with a well-deserved sna- a smack against Usopp for the design of the weapon. <laughs> no, ser- seriously, hit him again. Yeah. <laughs> of course, Zora being upset because I thought she couldn't stand up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just... Even amongst the chaos that is happening right now, there is chaos happening within the Straw Hat crew, and I just, it just, I, I love this, these dynamics. Everybody's back together, and it's just, just all, all back to nonsense again. <laughs> and just like, but you figured it out at the end, didn't right? It's like when this is over, you're dead. It's like, yep. <laughs> Chopper, of course, believing everything Usopp says. It's like she's killed you. And then I, I love uh, Sanji being like, "Why is Nami injured?" <laughs> and then his like, "She's fine." <laughs> Luffy actually does apologize before heading up. He's like, that guy beat me out in the desert, but I'm not going to lose again. I'll take thing, ter- take care of things here, and let's end this. Man, what a, what a shot, too. Yeah. Like that, that determination in his eyes. Oh, I, I love and just, it. And just, and like, the, the, the yeah from the crew. Like, this is, this is it. <laughs> the, the implicit trust amongst everyone and how yeah. Pell is just like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's one thing that... Mm-hmm. Oda does very, very well. And this is another fine, fine example of it. Oh, yes. With he's just like Luffy's flying up and Crocodile's just like swing until you're blue in the face. You're never going to hit me. I'm just going to skew you again. And as he's fading away, bam, Boom. just that two page spread of Luffy. Wh- just oh. getting a fantastic hit across. One of the most satisfying punches to date how yeah. long we have waited for <laughs> that, that punch. somebody actually hit this man <laughs> oh that's so good it's fantastic <laughs> and exactly what you want and then just yeah. to see his face as he goes flying and these luffy's moving so fast that he's skidding on the ground yep does this sonic the hedgehog spin with his legs and then <laughs> <laughs> just leaving Cobra asking, like, who is that? <laughs> He's like, what? what is happening right now? Yeah. Crocodile trying to, like, recover. Luffy grabbing him by the shoulder- shoulders as his foot's all, like, wound up with a brand new move, the Gum Gum Buzzsaw. I don't know if we ever see this one again. I uh, I don't know, but it's a cool move. It is very cool. <laughs> <laughs> and just that little smile from Luffy as he's yeah. like... <clears throat> <laughs> it's so good and there's the it's a trope but it's such a good trope to have the observer be like who is this person amazing yeah. just comment yeah. like topple <laughs> crocodile but that He's feels reason- uh, here. that feels deserved because it's not yeah. just watching these other like his own men try to stop crocodile crocodile is the hero of the kingdom he's taken down multiple yeah. pirates for the kingdom and nobody's ever been able to do anything so to see luffy actually topple crocodile is it a may, and, and he's never uh, Cobra's never seen him before either. So like like he he's just sitting here like uh, what is happening? Yeah, who is this kid? <laughs> and 
very interesting face on All Sunday. Who this is all? This is kind of her fault. Yeah, kind of has a smile on her face, just going yeah, hmm, <laughs> like her eyes are shaded, but it she she looks happy, in my mm-hmm. opinion, which is very interesting. She and knows of course what she we, did. Yeah, I mean, she she is the reason that Luffy was saved, obviously, but it's still one of those things. It's like hmm, <laughs> and yes, we do get the confirmation. He's like, I figured it out. When the water from uh, Yuba soaked your arm, I could grab it. If water touches you, you can't turn into sand. And that's why you stole the rain. And that is a, a cool explanation uh, to sort of bring it back full circle. Like that is, and it, it sort of makes Alabasta the like prime location for his uh, evil plans mm-hmm. because it it is in the desert. He could logically like taking away the rain in a place that's already like arid makes sense. And it also happens to potentially house, you know, a dangerous weapon that could destroy the entire world or something. So it's sort of just like, it makes sense for Crocodile to be here. We got Luffy with a plan and it's like, all right, get ready for a real fight, Sandman. And ah, it's Uh, such a good way to end it. I do love, I guess we'll get into this into like the next chapter, but it's sort of one of my favorite things about fights in Shonen manga is where the sort of the solution here doesn't end the fight. Like we still, obviously we have a ways to go, mm. um, but it is, it sort of just tips the balance back in Luffy's favor. It gives that sense of hope. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Another SBS, somebody criti- uh, critiquing Bon Clay on their actual ballet. It's just like, nope, it's not good. <laughs> it's poor form, poor form. And then I got a question about why Vivi's always pulling on Usopp's nose. And the exclamation is basically just like, uh, you know how there's like, you know, there's a pot in front of you. What part are you going to grab? You're going to grab the handle. So you grab the part that sticks out the most. That's why it works. That's that's why it, <laughs> it, it just it just works. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? Sure. Why not? Yeah. Just just go with it. But yeah, that brings us to chapter 200. <laughs> Water Luffy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what a ridiculous name for your 200th chapter. <laughs> oh, yeah. And hey, with uh, with Hachi, we apparently get the continuation of his trading quest where he traded yeah. his trident <laughs> for a mermaid. mermaid. And now he's tra- trading the mermaid for an octopus fritter map. I think that's their translation of uh, takoyaki, which is yes. a, a, sort of a very famous sort of like fried octopus uh, Japanese food. Mm. Uh, they're very good. I'm not into seafood, but I, I've always mm. been curious about it because they've always they talk about it so much. Though it is sort of interesting we'll get into it way later but just like hachi sort of being into takoyaki but he is an octopus is sort of like <laughs> a little odd question mark yeah. I, I don't know i mean <laughs> hey because we might have evolved from monkeys but we don't really eat monkeys so <laughs> right it's just like i look Hmm. I, I'm not going to question it. Yeah, and probably best not to. Poor Cammy, though. <laughs> <I love laughs> yeah, you like, sold me out. Yeah. And I, I also love how, like, you know, you, you got just typically, typically you got just a th- ethereal beauty of a of a mermaid. And <laughs> yeah, and she's just making gremlin. silly faces. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Let's get back into it as uh, the rest of the crew is like, okay, so we got to find the guy who's going to set off the explosion. But how are we going to do that when there's only 10 minutes left? And they're just trying to figure out the best idea. It's like, okay, so if the blast is three miles in diameter. He's got to be shooting from at least a mile and a half away, right? 
And Vivi's like, no, no, no. I'm sure whoever is going to set off the explosion is near the square. And it's like, wouldn't that blow him up too? It's like, do you really expect any different from Crocodile? <laughs> so, okay. Right, yeah. At, at this point. Yeah. Yep. And then Baroque Works members trying to earn that paycheck going after Vivi. But uh, Zoro and Sanji putting a stop to that one. Yeah. So cool. <laughs> yeah. Just sort of right in the middle of conversation, just like, all right. It, yeah, yeah, n- not happening. And uh, they're ready to take him on. It's like Zoro and Sanji are like, so we got 10 minutes minus how many seconds will this take? It only takes time. Two seconds. Two seconds. Wipe them out. <laughs> Good. I wasn't sure, l- looking back, like I, I didn't remember much about the bomb subplot happening here, but it is sort of a good way to give the Straw Hats um, something to do while Luffy's fighting the villain. Yeah, they're not they're not all passed out. They've won their fights. There's not the, the fights aren't taking place simultaneously. This bomb does provide a way to again keep that tension high and yeah, keep the crew active. And getting, that's Yeah, getting uh, to see the work together and stuff. Who knows if it's still this way in modern One Piece, but mm-hmm. I've always thought I've always commended One Piece on being able to actually keep the cast doing something at all times. Yeah. Everybody I, gets a role. I think you could probably find complaints but i think compared to a lot of other shonen manga it one piece still does a pretty good job at it yeah like i i yeah. think even like my hero academia I've, what i've watched it's like very obviously becoming a three-man show yeah yeah exactly and you know naruto and then one piece or not, not one piece <laughs> dragon ball dragon ball all, and... you know very big famous uh shonen manga where their kind of core cast kind of falls off a cliff yeah. In terms of in terms of relevance. And I, I think I think one one piece definitely isn't perfect in that regard, but it is better than its contemporaries in, yes. in that way. And we'll see how that goes as as time goes on. But back to the fight between Luffy and Crocodile. And even though Crocodile's gotten some punches on himself, he's still pretty confident. He's like, You still think you can beat me? And <laughs> like, hey, I'm impressed that you figured out my weakness in those circumstances. But hey, I'm I'm one of the seven warlords of the sea. <laughs> Luffy comes back with the <laughs> stupidest response. Uh, yeah. Oh, if you're if you're one of the seven warlords of the sea, then I'm the eighth warlord of the sea. <laughs> <laughs> I, love, I just I love Cobra off to the side. Just like oh my god, it's like <laughs> it is appropriate response. It's like who is this lad? <laughs> All Sunday just explains like I guess you haven't heard. He's a pirate and he, he saved the princess's life again. And that's when Cobra like puts two and two together. He's like, oh, he's the one that brought Vivi back to Alabasta. And again, all Sunday's face is here. It's just that she just feels so disconnected to everything that's happening. Almost like this nervous excitement. Yeah, yeah. Like she's 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 just watching the show. <laughs> yeah. Back to the gum gum pistol and Crocodile able to dodge this time, immediately start sucking out the moisture, but Luffy is yeah. like trying to take care of it goes for the kick of course misses because of the whole sand sand fruit but is able to get water back in i, I sort of lo- like i love the visual here of like just seeing crocodile's like disconnected head <laughs> yeah the rest of it turns it like there's like a little loop as it turns into sand mm-hmm. it's almost snake like yeah exactly in that way <laughs> but hey he took uh luffy took it to heart devil fruit powers are only as strong as a person using them and he comes up with another move new move he goes to gum gum yeah. pistol pulls on his arm to do a little twang and causes it to go in all multiple directions and doing a gum gum shotgun. My my brain has completely forgotten if we talked about this on the show yet or not, but mm-hmm. I think this is something Oda mentions in an SBS way later about why Luffy has rubber powers. 
and it it's so that like even with really high tension fights they still manage to look really silly <laughs> yeah and that and that's that's something that i really thought about with this fight and just like the the, the visual of like like if you you stop and like look at what's happening here it's like this is ridiculous mm-hmm. but it's awesome yeah exactly it's it's ridiculously awesome <laughs> they get these face like get the devil, devil the desert spotter from crocodile again and just that face on luffy as he just barely dodges it <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just, and then seeing it like just kind of cut through the entire castle yeah just showing how powerful that move is yeah. and I love the variations that we get here from Luffy. I love that Luffy, Luffy has not really had to evolve for his fights. He'll change things up. He'll use the environment. He'll sort of specialize. But he, He's using a feel, lot of new stuff here. It feels like he has really learned and stepped up his game for this yeah. rematch. And he's like this part here where like he's like getting ready to throw the barrel of water at Crocodile. And he's just like, this was my plan from the very start. And sort of seeing Luffy with a plan in the fight is like, whoa, all right. I love the variation, too, because you're used to him staying back as the pistol, the thing goes, fist goes out. But he actually retracts mm-hmm. to his fist so he can do a yeah. backhand with his other one. Like, that's some really good planning. Unfortunately, that plan of his to get Crocodile wet does not work out too well has that sables kicking up a sandstorm and Luffy has to just barely recover the barrel. Crocodile points out, it's like, without that barrel, you're helpless, which means this battle will end end exactly as the first. And Luffy's like, oh yeah, you're right. Well, how's this then? I'm no no longer the same. (laughs) And you know what? I think Crocodile sums it up pretty well. You're unhinged (laughs) because we get to see water Luffy. He just, he drank the whole, (laughs) and then he starts leaking. (laughs) Yeah, from his old wound, he starts... (laughs) <laughs> leaking water <laughs> and I, I love even it gets even all sunday to laugh <laughs> yeah and it's just like i'm being pushed back by this fool and he's actually like is he can't, he can't be serious right <laughs> yeah <laughs> and that, that's the best part of luffy fights is that he just has a way of completely breaking these self-serious villains with his mm-hmm. stupid antics <laughs> exactly it's like there's a literal timer going on on out there and you're playing around with me and mocking me, uh, and Luffy just spits the water on him, soaks him through, <laughs> and he's like, "Hey, who's playing?" You know, Luffy's saying, "Who's playing around?" I'm always serious. Before clocking him with a gum gum bazooka, such a like seeing his strategy actually pay off, and like actually getting Crocodile wet to land another good hit on him. Ah, oh, oh, <laughs> so good. Is. What a, what a good way to end the chapter too. Yeah, it's fantastic, and I can't wait for this fight to continue on. Like, it's yes. just those opening bits. And I like that it, it, it's this feels more epic than the Arlong fight. We'll put it that yeah. way. Well, the, the, the stakes are the highest they've ever been. Yes, they, they, they're the and highest they've ever been, and it's Luffy overcoming this obstacle. But there's also this outside thing where it's not just Luffy versus Crocodile. There's, there's that outside thing that just keeps things moving. That 10-minute time limit is like, oh, God. And I, I think Oda start, he starts to get much better at this as the, as the story goes along, where you have these extra little... The, the, the fight is never as straightforward as just having to beat the other guy. And so you have... Like, you sort of have to strategize around that. And it's sort of, I think it is a smart way to prevent things from feeling like they're one note. And it also helps so that, like, 
that you, you could see sort of, I think, maybe a, a lesser storyteller just being like, well, okay, the rest of the crew finished their fights, so they're just going to, like, stand around and watch. Yeah, we're yeah, not so. strong enough, so we're just going to watch and cheer them on. Right, so so keeping keeping everything moving is just, it's a, it's a really smart way to just, like, add that extra little wrinkle to a fight. Fantastic set of chapters. I'm so excited for the rest. Yes, <laughs> it was great. Ugh. But with that, I believe we've said all we've wanted to say about chapters 196 to 200. We've done it. We 200 it. and beyond we're at. We just, we got to the grand line 100 chapters ago. And like, look at how far we've gotten. Yeah, we're saving the world. <laughs> yeah, so seriously, like things escalated so quickly, but so naturally. And it just, mm. man, it's what, a, what an incredible stretch of 100 chapters. Yeah, thing. basically another two years of story. Yeah, exactly. Like. That's awesome. That's wild. Yeah. I like I said, I thought I thought this is where we would end the year. Oh um, no. We, have, that, we, like, we, we, we we still have a little more to go, just mm-hmm. that has me so excited. So Yeah. It's here's to two hundred. Yeah, here's the 200, and yeah, thank you so much for listening and sticking with us for these 40 episodes and 200 chapters. And you can find more of my ramblings and stream VODs over at BitNerd Games on YouTube or BitNerd with an underscore at the end on Twitter. And Brandon, where can everyone find you at? I'm at Brandon Bovia on Twitter, just talking about anime, manga, games, and my job. I'm currently teaching myself Blender, which has nothing Ooh. to do with my job or this podcast, but if you want to see... see occasional check-ins with the sort of just weird little experiments i'm doing then uh check me out (laughs) yeah give it a look it's pretty impressive honestly for just playing around (laughs) yeah thank you yeah and if you'd like to help us out more, you can support the podcast over at patreon.com slash Derek Bittner. That's D-E-R-R-I-C-K-B-I-T-N-E-R to listen to the next episode three days early. And make sure to return next time as we discuss chapters 201 to 205 of One Piece. Until then, my friends. Bye. Your voice will always be heard. <laughs>